and good evening, everyone. It is the 17th of June, and we're going to go through some of the formalities while everybody arrives. It's going to be, this is going to be a death-defying stunt because we're going to build a coin live on screen and the death-defying Ricardo, uh, who I'm going to make him a co-host now so that he will be able to have his video, but not yet. I'm just, Ricardo, I'm enabling your video and same thing, Saad, enabling your video, uh, but you'll be able to, when, when you, when you're featured, you can turn on your video. All right, so thank you everyone. Everybody's coming on board. Let's do a quick um, share from Ron to all panelists. Hello, and likewise, hello. So let's jump right in. I'm gonna go straight into the video optimized mode because we have a, well, I, actually, no, I think I'll stay. It's so fuzzy when it's video optimized. So I'm just gonna go ahead and start like this. All right, so it is Thursday, June 17th, briefing number 115. And it's increasingly, clear that water is by far the world's um, only vital, scarce, and recession-proof market as water problems continue to mount and water rates continue to inflate. And we are doing our very best to supply the demand. So let's jump right into it. We've got um, the usual safe harbor statement, which um, we essentially tell it like it is, uh, but of course, things might not work out the way we want them to. All right, now what's gonna follow is an excerpt from a video um, on USA Watchdog. Now, th this is a political video, but nothing in the, the excerpt that I am playing has to do with politics. It, I think it's very, very important to hear what this gentleman Cliff High has to do because aside from whatever his, his opinions are about politics, and you can get them on, on Greg Hunter's channel, you will be interested in his ability to predict through his data mining what's going to happen economically. And that I think is very, very important. So let's go ahead and play that. I'm going to uh, change the share to video optimized and we'll jump on it uh, right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the dollar is already dead. And then Bitcoin, you know, they're already, t I, 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 listen, I, uh, Friend of mine said Bitcoin's going to go way. Well, actually, Bo Pony told me this, and I was like, "What?" And it was like eight thousand, and I was like, "It's got it gets two, three hundred thousand. It's going to go away." He, he told me this privately. He he said that on the air now also too. Do you think? And then, now you hear all these fund managers going to be a half a million, three hundred thousand. I think J.P. Morgan Chase was out. It's going to top out at one hundred and forty, fifty, sixty thousand. All of them are into it. All the big banks are into. Everybody's got a trading desk. I mean, Jamie Dimon trashed Bitcoin for years, and oh, they're trading it. They think it's going to. I had one fund manager say it's going to go to five hundred thousand dollars. Tell me, where is Bitcoin going price wise in twenty twenty one? I'm glad you qualified the time, okay? Because all of these things are. Uh, that's what you have to ask is what time are they talking about so at the end of 2021 or are we talking about at its peak in 21 uh, because those are not necessarily the same so um i suspect that there's reason to think that bitcoin will exceed 100,000 before the end of the year if we get to a particular point where we're just kicking over 120,000, we may reach a trading pattern that in the past has popped up that would propel us up to about 234,000 in, in a maximal amount this year. Wow. But it's not going to hold it's not going to hold there that that at this point because of the other factors. So now bear in mind it's still the same bitcoin. It's still the same 
digital currency, so to speak, right? And so what makes it worth that is that you've got now 234,000 worthless dollars that are being offered for it. And so we're going to get to this point where Bitcoin will become essentially used for the settlement of sovereign debt over time. It might take four or five years. Wow. In, that, in that sense, maybe Bitcoin will be multi-million dollars per individual Bitcoin, all right? So that maybe the individual Satoshis will have value at the level of thousands of dollars on their own, right? So uh, at that level, that's what the data suggested over time, that Bitcoin would evolve into a sovereign settlement vehicle to the point where um, the governing coalitions of nations will go to the citizens that have Bitcoin and they will plead with them at times to be to purchase a Bitcoin from them that their nation might be able to settle some debt somewhere with some other nation. So that's the kind of linguistic hints we got as to the future of Bitcoin as a currency. Now, in the, in the phase of this year, if we were to reach those highs of, say, in the 200,000 range, then I would also suggest that you should be prepared as a Bitcoin holder for the next phase of that, which would be a very large reduction or crash as, wow. people, as people sell off the Bitcoin into new hands and thus uh, turn it into other things. Because here's the thing, Guy. Um, this, is a, this is sound money uh, in the same sense as gold. If you have gold and say that you had an ounce of gold and you live in a little village of 200 people and the rest of the world has a money uh, system collapse, and so you're the only guy in that village that has any real money. And the rest of the village, because they didn't have any gold, they're reduced to using wooden, wooden um, money. They make little round wooden nickels kind of thing, right? Well, your gold is worth how many bazillions of their wooden, wooden nickels? But it doesn't do you any good at all because you can't trade with them. So the only way you can deal with this is that you must spend that out in order to either acquire bazillions of little wooden nickels or do some other mechanism such that, that you have are achieving the value of that in the relative environment you find yourself. So what will happen with sound money over time as it is introduced, as currencies are introduced, you will see, and we saw this by the way in the Americas with the introduction of the, the colonists and the native people and the subsuming of the wampum system to uh, the currency system backed by metals that the uh, colonists introduced. It had the same effect within the natives. And that is that as they acquired the, the hard money, the solid money, in this case we would be talking about Bitcoin, they would spend it out, bust it up and spread it out throughout the economy. And so that is how a gold works. Gold system works. At first, one person has some gold, and then they bust it up and they spend it out to people, and then it starts circulating. And this is the basis for economics. And we're going to have to go through and learn that all over again in a much more sophisticated fashion with the cryptocurrencies, because they will become a sound money, not able to be diluted by the evil rat bastard power elite uh, that are at war with us. Uh, and I will say this, it's just another one of your many calls that I personally heard years ago. They said, hey, yeah, Bitcoin's going to go way up. And I you know, I think it was like a couple hundred dollars or, you know, it's like, really, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to go way up. So, you know, we, yeah, yeah, Bitcoin, this is one of your many spot on. I, mean, I think, you know, what are we at? Forty, thirty seven thousand dollar Bitcoins down to that. And you're talking and I'm now looking at this going, Ooh, 
but you says 200,000. I, you know what? I believe him. I, I, I mean, with all these big banks involved, somebody's going to take it higher, right? The reason why I played this is not obviously they have their own political agenda, but what is it's blowing my mind is, is how we really have to recognize that there is a new generation of cryptocurrency, that cryptocurrency is becoming the new money. We heard about, you know, this Latin American countries starting to adopt Bitcoin itself. Now, I'm no Bitcoin fan. Um, I'm really all about the utility of these various coins. But this is a really big reason why we at um, the, uh, you know, with our water on demand, total outsourced water concept are planning a coin because we literally need to have water being monetized with a coin. That's, that's the truth. Now it's going to take time. And meanwhile, we're going to build the underlying outsourcing. So the, the, the coin is in the future. How it is right now is currently we build design and build DB. And then we're going to move uh, with, as we're raising capital, we're going to move it to own. And then we're going to go to operate DBOO. Operate means fully outsourcing. So uh, as water treatment becomes privatized, dirty water treatment, not Nestle, you know, grabbing water from California watershed. We're talking about privatizing wastewater treatment. Uh, a brewery can then sign up with us and we just take care of their water treatment. Okay, now that, that's what we're building now. That's the business. Down the road, we've got this design of a coin, which we're going to explain further, which is going to help to streamline the payments to the investors in these water systems, to the, the, the various partners and so forth that we're involved with, and it will create this market. That's very interesting. Now, before I go on, I see there's a couple of comments. Tony B says the, the average person is trading Satoshis, not Bitcoin. A Satoshi is a fraction of a Bitcoin. It's like a penny to a dollar. It's much smaller than that, but you're right. I mean, Tony, the, you know, if you want to buy a Bitcoin, it's 37,000 or whatever. Um, Right now, it's, um, I can tell you how much it is exactly, it is 37,986.40 at the moment. <laughs> how many Bitcoins are you going to trade? But so, we're, 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 you know, but it's fractions. Here's the important part. We're not talking here about trading, but we're talking about a new reality for the advent of cryptocurrency. Okay, well, that's enough soapbox for me. Um, we're going to move to the next phase in the... Um, discussion, which is that Origin Clear sees itself as doing more of a, um, and I don't want to start that video again. It's, uh, we, we, see, we see ourselves more as doing what's called a non-fungible token. And I wish they had come up with a better word than non-fungible token, NFT. Very simply, Fungible means that you can swap it. It's a non-swappable token, which means that because a Bitcoin, one Bitcoin is the same as the next. Bitcoin, Bitcoin, whatever. A dollar bill, dollar bill. But NFT is a specific kind of coin which, ident which puts, puts a tag on an asset. And here's uh, this very good article in Real, in Real Nifty, eight reasons to add an NFT to your asset. Number one, of course, it's, it's easy to do, you'll see. Number two, you can set, you can, you can 
have a market in it. Number three, you can have royalties. And that's why we're really interested in it because that's where we put the payment streams. Number four, you can quote unquote flip them. You, you just create them once and you can keep selling, reselling, reselling. And then you create value for things you know, that you didn't think have, had value. Uh, number six, there's a marketplace, a growing world marketplace. Remember, there was $2 billion in NFT uh, transactions in the first quarter. It's gone down a bit since, but it's becoming very serious. Instant payment, because it's all done with crypto. And finally, the bookkeeping is built in. So that, these are all great things. And this is a big reason why the world is moving to this kind of digital tracking of assets. All right, so then, uh, you know, we're talking a little bit more about um, how, you know, why would you do assets and, and really it started primarily for digital assets like, like music and pictures, but it's moving to all real assets, things like uh, prop, intellectual property, patents, various rights, um, house, car, membership, guitar lesson, et cetera, a unit of your time, all these things. What we're looking at is creating a, a uh, time stream of payments for these water systems that are packaged into these NFTs. Okay. Now, finally, what are the biggest benefits? Number one, you can you you have auctions, which we're not we don't we're not really interested in that. Number two, secondary market, meaning I sell something to you, but then you can start trading it to others. The listing is very efficient. Also, it opens up all these categories of assets, including the one that we're working on, which is water. And this asset can be created into a marketplace. Another way people can pay you is not just PayPal. And finally, there's a receipt system to your asset. Everything is tracked with the blockchain. Okay, with that, uh, I'm going to uh, ask Ricardo to join us. And Tony, you're right. Each Bitcoin is different on the blockchain, but you can use them interchangeably. If I give you one Bitcoin, I go, no, no, no. Let me give you a different Bitcoin. I've still given you a Bitcoin. So that's my point about that. You're right that, that Bitcoins are unique, but not functionally. So Ricardo, are you able to turn on your video? Boom. Yes, I am, Briggs. Here I am. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's very exciting. Well, uh, for everyone who, who who's new to this, um, Ricardo Garcia is uh, a senior program engineer at a company called Red Hat, which is a big deal. Um, he's also an advisor to the company. And he, um, and I think with full disclosure, he's not a crypto expert. What he is, is an expert program manager. So he knows how to herd cats. That's his primary job. So we will end up having a tech team, but he is essentially the coordinator. And what he's been doing is he has been making himself uh, a little bit more knowledgeable about NFTs and he's actually daring to create an NFT on this show. So, uh, and uh, <laughs> I love this. Uh, Tony B says, I would like Ricardo to make me an NFT of a screenshot of Riggs here on the Zoom call. That is cute. We but we're actually, <laughs> we can do that, absolutely. But let's start with your example. Uh, so you go ahead and, and grab the screen. You can share your screen and get to it. I will let you do it. Absolutely. So before going there, I wanted to give a little bit of uh, opening. So hello, everyone. I hope you've all had a, or are having a fine day, depending on where you are in the world. 
Um, so like Rick said, today we're going to be creating an NFT, which is like he said, a non-fungible token, which will be representing the H2O coin or token that we have uh, talked about in the past couple of weeks. So uh, creating an NFT is essentially the first in our approach to simplify payment distributions to our partners and investors, uh, taking advantage of the blockchain technology. So for today's demonstration, we will create or also known Mint, an NFT in OpenSea, which is a peer-to-peer -peer marketplace for digital items and crypto collectibles. Um, in the minting an NFT involves in transaction fee. So for this demonstration, we're going to be using a test network. So no real crypto will be spent. So don't don't panic, you know, if you see the numbers. <laughs> we uh, want to spend your money. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we will. We'll get to that. Ricardo, you got the company credit card. Go for it. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I wish I, knew, I had known that earlier. <laughs> so don't worry. We can take care of that. All right. So, um, so yeah, so basically uh, the demonstration is going to involve uh, two steps. Um, in the first part, we will be minting an H2O token. And in the second part, we'll be putting up our newly minted H2O, dollar H2O token up uh, for sale. And uh, hopefully in the future demo, we can explore, you know, the experience of buying this newly minted dollar H2O token. But uh, this is as far as we're willing to take it for today. Everybody with me? Rock and roll. Great. Can you see my screen? Yes. All right. So the first thing that we will do is that uh, we are going to navigate uh, the Origin Clear test collection number one in the uh, OpenSea uh, testnet uh, interface. Um, from there, uh, we're, we will uh, select add new item. And this should bring a screen. Aha, uh -huh, great. Live demo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try again. Okay, ah, I have to sign into my wallet. Let's do that. Okay, let me just do this. It was working earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, this is why. You have to have fake, all demos need to be fake. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I'll go back to my collection. I'm gonna sign into my wallet. Uh, worst case, I may have to restart my browser. So let me just do that. Uh, that way we can start from scratch. So OpenSea Rick's is the uh, dominant. Um, yes. At, uh, Tony, that is a MetaMask wallet, yes. Um, and you know we're, we're, we're quickly gonna hack everything in it. While, while we're here. Yeah, it looks like it's blocking my pop-ups maybe. No, it's not. Um, but uh, OpenSea is the dominant market for NFTs. So that's why we, why we selected it. Okay, Riggs, could we move on to the next Here's topic? Gonna and then... I'm gonna let you do your thing. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna flip the, the agenda around and we're gonna talk to Prasad while okay. um bingo. let's do that um and i just realized that i was showing everything very blurry to you guys i apologize uh in the previous nft screens but let's uh, say hi to prasad prasad 
turn on your video and then um, Ricardo, you can turn off your video so that you can scramble. <laughs> yes, I'll do that. Good evening, everybody. Prasad, how are you, my friend? Good, very good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Well, you landed with a bang this week. Uh, you yeah. been meeting with the team. And uh, before we talk about what you've been doing, tell us a little bit about your background, where you came from in sure. India and all that good stuff. Sure, sure. So Arvigs, I grew up in um, a small town by the name of Akola in smack in the middle of India, which is central India. And I completed my you know, college and everything in, in the same town, but then I moved to the West Coast and I did my chartered accountancy certification where you have to work with a firm for the three years while you take the exam. So it's a different format than the CPA in the mm -hmm. US. So I was with uh, one of the local firms where I interned with them. And then I started my professional career with PwC where I was leading uh, external audit engagements as well as internal audit engagements and uh, was part of quite a bit of multinational companies at that time. And um, 2004 is when the Sarbanes-Oxley era kind of like exploded in the US because of the Enron debacle and controls over financial reporting needed to be you know, you know, tightened up and stuff like that. And I got pretty uh, fortunate to land a job in New York City with a top regional accounting firm back in 2004. I started there as a senior, and then I rose up to the ranks of a senior manager, leading a pretty large public accounting, uh, sorry, public company clients like uh, Steve Madden, United Retail Group, DoubleTake Software, and so on and so forth. And since then, you know, I have um, I have led quite a bit of uh, engagement teams, not only in the auditing of the public company side, but also the um, internal audit risk advisory aspects of it. You know, leading teams, making sure that the client's internal control environment is strong, you know, implemented properly. And mainly, I've also worked with a lot of C-level executives as a part of SOX implementation for public companies, small and large. And so you were most recently um, a CFO at a group called Vertical Global Investments, mm -hmm. which means that you were actually, you, you've actually done risk assessment for companies with revenues ranging well over $1 billion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those, you know, what, what we've typically found that companies, you know, I mean, you are a CEO, Rick, so you know, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, is, is your vision, it's in your head. But what we found is that executives tend to miss out on conducting a formal exercise of assessing the risks, you know, which the company faces, both external and internal, which is actually a threat to their overall strategy. You know? So I let quite a few, quite a bit of engagements on, on that um, in that area as well, where we analyzed and helped the companies and the management to identify their risks and not only identify, but do something about it. In other words, to create an environment to manage those risks proactively so that you, know, you mitigate those risks eventually as you go along. Yes, and uh, now let's talk a little bit about what, what your, your, your focus has been for these first few days, because of course you're expected to walk on water from the beginning. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. my focus has been basically speaking to uh, getting introduced all of the executives across the company. We're obviously working with the, the finance team and understanding what are the immediate you know, challenges you know, we, need to, we need to tackle. And while mm -hmm. doing this, I'm actually keeping the overall vision in mind where you know, I know your goal is, our goal is to be NASDAQ compliant. So focusing on the foundation of the company in terms of internal controls, processes and procedures is a 
absolute importance. So that's what I've been doing, talking to people, trying to understand the financials, reading the 10K, footnotes, understanding the equity grants, and so forth. Good. Okay. So um, just from the first few days, what, what do you think is the, the biggest challenge that we face uh, immediately here at Origin Clear? I would say the immediate challenge is that establishing formal, establishing and implementing formal processes and controls, you know, thinking, going the NASDAQ route, we, we want to be looked at by the shareholders to be very robust and strong in the internal controls environment. You know, we need to have proper processes in place, proper segregation of duties. Somebody prepares something, somebody else reviews it, which then gives the confidence, you know, for the financial, you know, users of financial statements. So I would say, that will be the single most focus. And I think that would be the most important uh, area to focus on. Well, that's, um, I'm so happy that you're on board. Uh, it, I've been the quote unquote acting CFO, but <laughs> yeah. since, I've, since I was never trained as one, uh, it was definitely an, an area where we need the expertise. So I'm so proud to have you on board. Thank you. Thank you. So well, I'm, I'm happy and very excited. I know my conversation goes back to you a few weeks ago, Riggs, and just for the uh, for the panelists and all of the attendees, you know, um, the excitement and the passion which Riggs shared with me, you know, was pretty infectious actually. So um, I'm pretty excited to be on board and you know, and helping out each other. And yeah, I'm I'm super excited myself. So thank you. All right, so um, I'm going to go ahead and um, let you go, Prasad and R sure. Ricardo. You can just come on screen when you're ready. Do you feel okay. ready to do are you are you like jamming? I am ready. I hope OpenSea is ready. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and uh, thank you so much to Prasad and we're so proud to have him. And you can go ahead and share your screen, my friend. Excellent. Okay, let's do that. Okay, two times the charm. Great. So this is where I left off uh, at the OpenSea IO uh, website. This is like, uh, like I said, a peer-to-peer -peer marketplace for uh, crypto assets or digital assets. So here's our collection for Origin Clear. This is a test collection, okay? So you won't see it in the live or production site, but for the sake of our exercise today, you know, this is just as good. Okay, so once we're there, then uh, the next thing we need to do is uh, click on add new item. I preloaded the tab to avoid any surprises. <laughs> uh, so basically, this is um, the the beginning of the minting process for our um, H2O token. All right. So the first thing that it asks us is to create to add essentially the the file that represents the digital token. So in our case, uh, we already have a picture of the coin. So this is what I'm going to be using as our example. How representative? There it is. Okay, then uh, we need to give this baby a name. So basically, um, we, we can choose a name that is representative. Remember that uh, H2O is essentially tied to a performing contract under the water on demand service. So we'll basically give it H2O and then a fictional representation of a contract ID, right? So, <laughs> um, then um, we can add a link, an external link that basically would give the person interested in buying this uh, $H $H2O token 
more information about it, right? You want to, basically we, we are in the business of full disclosure. So you want to give people as much information as you can for them to make an informed decision about the investment. So um, what better source of information than that the uh, unveiling the, the CO briefing where we unveiled the dollar H2O uh, water coin a couple of weeks ago. Okay, but in, you know, in production, this would have a more tailored content, you know, to be shown uh, to the person that would be buying this asset. After that, then we'll add a description, you know, to give a summary of the information that the person that is buying the asset needs to know. And this is something that they'll be able to see in the marketplace itself so that they can basically, um, they're not just buying a, you know, an image, they're actually buying a performing asset. So um, I've done the best I can to, to tell them what they're getting into, right? You know, the owner of this dollar H2O token is entitled to receive uh, water on demand distribution payments from his investment. And water on demand provides a outsourced water treatment and purification services built on a pay per gallon basis ahead of inflation. And what this dollar H2O token does is to simplify the distribution of water on demand payments using blockchain technology and non fungible tokens. So, fairly, they'll get more information in the external link, but this is kind of a preview of right. what they can find there. You are going to say, Riggs? No, no, I'm just acknowledging. Go ahead. Oh, okay, great. So far, so good. <laughs> All right. Then one uh, very special feature uh, that uh, NFTs have is that uh, the person that owns this asset can have access to exclusive content. So if I click here on uh, explicit and sensitive content, uh, great. It should allow me to provide a URL where I can basically uh, link to uh, something of interest. In this case, uh, it would be a link, for example, to the contract or, or actually to the to the payment flows. So the person, yeah, can can see basically ba what is it that they're getting in return when they purchase, you know, this uh, H2O token. Wow, very cool, very cool. So there is this is from the 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 model that we've built. And you've extracted this payment stream. Correct. Very exactly. Now, of course, this is the payment stream for the entire 20 million. So it'd be some slice of it representing that investor's share. Correct. Exactly. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to, I basically wanted to use an example that was representative of something we had oh, shared yeah. in the past. 100%. Wow, this is, this is amazing. Okay, good. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, mint the thing. Okay, so then to mint, mint the thing, all we have to do is uh, actually, let's see, ah, that's not working. We just say create. And then after a few seconds, oh, there you go. It's already been created. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> that means that this exists, you know, it's, uh, it's being registered in a blockchain and it has a unique ID. So this represents something that is unique. So let's visit it. Right, so then let's check it out. When we click visit, we'll basically see, you know, the information we provided, the image, oh this is so the description, right? And the nice thing is that uh, now we get to sell it. We created this asset so we can go ahead and sell it. 
So uh, Tony B asks, uh, can you mine and or stake NFT tokens like crypto? That's a very good question. Uh, well, actually NFT is, uh, how can I say, H2O is an NFT, right? So it, it, the, whenever the NFT is registered in a blockchain, whoever is mining for Ethereum and will be registering that transaction will be doing the mining. Correct. So basically, it's the, the, what we like about this, remember that in 2018 that we were working on a coin, but we had to create back then an entire coin hierarchy, a whole coin. Well, here we're able to sit on top of, with one of the um, Ethereum standards, we can sit on top of Ethereum and take advantage of the existing uh, blockchain activities that are going on. Um, we can play, there's actually ways we could, we could play with staking as well. For example, here's some of our early thinking about it. Currently, this $H2O is there only to contain money, which is a future payment stream. Great. But that's only going to be, for now, accredited investors. Well, accredited investors represents only about 1%, less than 1% of the American population. So what we're thinking of doing is um, having a wider start, you know, a wider definition of $H2O as a social coin to support the development of water so people can trade it. And in, by doing so, maybe they feed some kind of beneficial project with charity water or whatever. And we, we, this is still very preliminary. And then, which creates a lot of people in $H2O. And then when we start having monetized projects, we drop the actual pay per gallon NFTs in there and they have monetary value as a sort of a, uh, internal class in the larger one. That's what we're thinking. I'm, I'm sort of, um, you know, freelancing right now to tell you guys just where we're going with this. Now, um, BC wants to know, will you create different coins at different rates for different projects? Okay. Uh, or the, can, the, can they be a, a partner, uh, you know, white label coins? The answer is yes. There's going to be all kinds of interesting things we're doing. The core concept here is that the, the coin, the uh, $H2O is like a bond. So, you, Ricardo, you invested, you know, $100,000 um, in a $20 million um, total uh, capitalization. So you have, you know, um, one, one two hundredth of the total profits, your share of the total. So you get 25% of the profits. You're getting 25% of the profits on one two hundredth of the project. Um, and then we issue you an NFT that represents all of your future earnings all in one package. So now it's a, it's a it's a uh, obligation to pay that. Now you can take that and go. Okay, that represents uh, I invested a hundred thousand. Maybe my profits will be I don't know, hundred thousand dollars. Fine, but but um, I want all the money now. So I'm going to sell it to Ken Berenger for twenty five thousand or ten thousand. Right. So creates a market. Um, Tony B wants to know, I'm a little confused. The idea of crypto, um, one second here, we're just, uh, people are commenting at rapid rates. This is very exciting. The idea of crypto, NFT, blockchain, smart contracts and the like is to be decentralized and unregulated. Why then require only open it up to accredited investors? Very good question. And here's the answer. If you try to do a registered offering today with the Securities and Exchange Commission, which we, we wanna do involving a coin, We'll see you next year. We'll see you in 2023. It's very, very delicate. 
but we can do it with accredited investors. That's the safe ground. And that's why we're starting with accredited investors. Now, it's still decentralized, it's still unregulated. It's just that we have to apply uh, know your customer, KYC, so that we know that the person who gets it is the person who invested, right? They are the investor and they get their coin. So that's as much as I can get into it right now. The plan over time is for the entire world. Some grandmother in Korea is able to put, you know, um, I forget what the local currency is in Korea, but they put it and can spend some money on her Samsung to invest in a project in Louisiana. And it can only be, it can be a, you know, the equivalent of $100. The point I'm making is that's when this is going to get really exciting. But we have to have a roadmap. And this comes, brings us back to Ricardo, who is in charge of the roadmap. And now I get to delegate the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. Don't you feel great? <laughs> that's where it's at. Anyway, Tony, um, I, I didn't want to get it, you know, um, too deep into it, but it's, it's, there's a lot going on with this. Here's the bottom line. The main, and I'm going to jump back into the regular presentation because we're wrapping up soon. Um, while we're doing our DBOO, which is design, build, own, operate, which is total outsourced water, that's the core business that we're building up with capital, with expertise, with software, with all that good stuff. And in background, Ricardo and eventually his tech team will be building this to dovetail down the road. We don't have to worry about this coin right now. This is Right now, it's a pretty Christmas tree ornament is what it is. Um, but it's important to put it out there because remember that video you saw earlier, I think it's very true that we are, we are moving to a digital currency world and water deserves to be represented by a digital currency. Thank you, Tony, for saying you understand because now you've let me off the hook. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and uh, Ricardo, I'm gonna thank you for your dem demonstration and you, you, you did it, that's brilliant. I'm going to go ahead and um, move to the uh, demo. I'm sorry, the um, update from Dan Early. Remember that Dan is working on a number of potential DBOO um, projects. He calls them DBO, but that's design, build, operate. But um, the, the own part is optional. So this MHP um, um, mobile home park customer in Pennsylvania is moving along quickly. Um, and so he's saying DBO. Why? Because we haven't told him he's got capital to put into this. So he's going to do design, build, operate, which means outsourced operation. But in this case, the MHP customer will buy it. Full DBOO is when we do the purchasing and the MHP's customer or whoever just pays for the by the gallon, just like they pay their bill for water right now. Okay, the craft brewing customer, no change. RV Park, no change. Um, now we have a, this new DB prospect. Um, we had an ag customer and that's, that's ongoing, that's happening. Um, we have our campground prospect in the Midwest uh, making formal uh, for submission June 19th video conference. We are well within their, their, their budget. So that's actually going very, very well. Now we have some new prospects, uh, two new engineering consultants being presented to uh, both are very interested in our packaged wastewater treatment, plant equipment, et cetera, et cetera. They have four current RV projects. RV campgrounds are hot right now. Why? Because they are, by definition, they are disconnected from sewage. 
that's they tend to be out in the middle of nowhere. So um, that's why they like it. Now, um, DBO will be a turnkey or outsource solution to reduce costs and expedite delivery. Now, what is Avera Skid and Avera Treat? So I thought I would let you know. Avera, Avera Skid is basically a very uh, powerful um, uh, containerized system that we design for um, heavy uh, concentrations of um, uh, wastewater. So dirty, really dirty stuff. And it's fully you know, remote monitoring, et cetera. It's a very cool. So the lower image there is 2,500 gallons per day. The upper one is 10,000 gallons per day. It's fully scalable all the way up to the 25,000 gallon per day range over 25, 24 hours. Avera Treat is, um, in this case, it's tertiary, which means third stage wastewater treatment plant. And third stage is typically the removal of nitrates. So that's, a, that's what an Avera Treat now, Avera Treats have other applications, but this is one of them. Okay, so now, bing, bada boom, we just made a big sale. We just sold about a $600,000 package. We, this is verbal right now. We, we, don't, we expect to receive the purchase order next week. Um, and so Dan is very happy to, to report that this morning. So that is so wonderful. He started to really started to kick it in gear. His engineer, Rob Litos, is also doing very well with Avera Mod, which is pump stations. You see pictures of these pump stations. And these things are, um, looks like we're about to sell another one to a national account. And um, we're actually selling a lot of these pump stations, even though it's not our core business, it's good business. So wonderful things happening with our product lines, with developing, design, build, operate. And then as we get into the funding of these, which is my final few minutes here. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll jump over to V and come back to you. Secure the series V. What is that? That is for the people investing in the water on demand subsidiary, which gives them public, it gives them stock, gives them warrant leverage, et cetera, makes them a senior secured creditor. And they also have a security agreement on the equipment that goes out. But here's what's very important. They get 25% of the net profits from these um, machines being um, operated out in the field for up to 25 years. And that is what turns into these quote unquote bonds, which are packaged as non-fungible tokens. That's where the rubber meets the road. So that's the secured. So obviously, again, you know, as Tony said, it starts with a very small uh, club, but it will grow wider and wider as regulation permits. Now, going back to series U, that is for smaller investors. You know, um, series V is really for million dollar investors. Series U is for smaller than that, um, 100,000 range. We, you could even invest less, but you must be accredited. And it has some excellent terms, which I won't get into here because our outstanding Mr. KB has the full picture and we'll be able to brief you. Um, this is a very exciting time for us. Uh, he's nonstop all day. So get on his calendar, oc.gold slash Ken. And um, Ken is going to make sure that he, he answers all your questions. And with that, I want to thank you for sticking around. We <laughs> put our neck on the line and uh, oh, well, it wasn't my neck. It was, it was Ricardo's. It was, it was fantastic. So um, thank you, Rick. The, uh, oh, Victor says, <laughs> how can we get this equipment? 
we'll, we'll make sure you get that. Um, and I want to thank Ricardo for having been brave enough to do this on screen. Now, a future time, we're going to go ahead and tie it into an actual monetary transaction. That's going to be fun. But remember, this is not our core business right now. Our core business is doing what Dan reported on, selling these equipment on an outsource, meaning turnkey basis. You know, you turn the key and it's yours. That's turnkey. And eventually where we own and operate it as the capital comes in. And I want to thank all the people helping us, especially Ivan Ans of Philanthropic Investors, who's doing a marvelous job. Artie Marin, Vendi Rios are all doing wonderful jobs. Okay, and then, wow. Okay, so BC says projects is, okay. Um, will the original coin's value on first offering be a greater or greatest value and will values fluctuate? Okay, it's very simple. I'm not gonna get into the details of this, but um, speaking to BC here, um, each of these NFTs represents a slice of an actual piece of equipment or a package of, of equipment that got put in the field and it's done. It will never change that, that, you know, that equipment will stay stable. Now, later we do another round with Wall Street and we do partnerships with this, any other thing. These are different projects. So each NFT will have its own slice of payment streams. There's a little bit more about this on originclear.com. If you click on the presentation, it gets into it. I'm not going to spend a huge amount of time on it, but I'm absolutely so happy that people have questions. People have stuck around. You guys are the best. Um, we're going to keep on trucking each week. I guarantee a fun and exciting briefing. Thank you all for being here. Thank you to Prasad for being on board. Thank you to Ricardo for his um, courage. And we are going to rock. Thank you all and have a good night. Enjoy your weekend.